Ladies and gentlemen, very welcome to the third session of CX Idea by Greg. Martin is here with me. Buongiorno, Martin. Hi, Greg. My, I um, was working with, Ma with Martin at Swisscard. He was the CIO of Swisscard, and then he moved in the same role at Zvika. And since a while, he's a consultant and his own company. But Martin, perhaps it's better that you explain what you are doing and what you did in your career. So after Swiss card, I actually finished my MBA studies because I learned, hey, you need to continuously learn something. Um, thereafter, I did some freelance work. I actually worked with a lot of startups. A very interesting thing because hey, people at startups, they are always driven. They don't have bad days. They don't mingle around about little issues. Okay, they don't understand bookkeeping properly and liquidity is something that's not always clear to them. But aside of that, it was great. Biggest issue is how do you make a business out of supporting them? Because it takes a while until you know what wins and what doesn't. So I, I came back to Svika where I was the CIO for seven years. And now amid the COVID experience, I'm just starting my own consultancy business, which is quite an interesting uh, experience, to say the least. Thank you very much, Martin. Uh, it's a really, really interesting career. Uh, before we deep dive in, in the other topics, how can you maintain your work-life balance? Because it's, it's really important to, to keep also an eye of, of what you're doing in your private life. Oh, see, I, I would say it's caring about people. It's not only about business because most web costs go directly into business things. And I think we should care for them. People are the most important thing you have. Your leadership helps them to grow. And it's, it's the most important thing because at the end we do services for those people, with those people, and it's actually all around people. Sure, I fully agree. It's a people business. Uh, we discussed in another CX idea being in a human-to-human -human world where we need to collaborate, and therefore I fully agree with you. Uh, perhaps to, to kick off and to start, um, we are now in a VUCA world. Everything is changing on a daily basis, COVID, but also quite a lot of other changes. What are the main challenges that you are facing in your daily job? Okay, see, see on, a, on the IT side of things, it really changed dramatically because uh, seven years ago when I started, they were happy when they had their systems from seven in the morning to something like six in the evening. Uh, in today's world, they expect a seven by 24 and God may bless me if mail is not working. Uh, these, these are one of those interesting, interesting issues that you have. If you digitize, you will have dependencies and that's the issue. You normally don't have control about everything. You know that from the card business. So you have plenty of people in the mid that may or may not do the work for you properly. So this means you need to have a grip around your pieces, their pieces, and an end-to-end view on, on how the systems are actually working. On the other hand, you now build out ecosystems. Technology-wise, that's the easy thing because yeah, you just share data and probably you share customers. On top of that, you have all those legal and, and other interesting issues like the question, who owns that funny partner at which stage? So these are much more interesting and now you need to, put it, to bring those things together. On the other hand, 
the time span you have to bring something to life is getting smaller. Actually, it feels like by the week. And, and the most nagging thing for me is yesterday's innovation is today's legacy and might be tomorrow's trapfall of which you don't yet know that you are going to experience uh, interesting things around it. I think we have a tweetable moment. Yesterday innovation is the legacy of today. <laughs> I think this is really a great sentence. I never heard that, but it's it's reality. It's 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 really, really interesting. Thank you very much, Martin. <laughs> Perhaps uh, I use three words: people, computer, and knowledge. What does the, do this uh, these words mean for you? Oh, actually, it's, it's the, the, the naming that I gave to my consulting company uh, because in German, Menschen, Computer, Wissen are the most important things. But going back to people, people are the differentiating resource. People make good service work. Um, experience is, a, is another very important component because you need to know what works, what might not work, and where some of those pitfalls are. And computer to me, it's the craftsmanship that I once learned. So good programming is just a craftsmanship. You can learn that. Uh, I'm, I'm tendentially surprised by how people do those things in our days, because if it doesn't perform, you just throw hardware at things. In my days, oh, now the gray hairs come along. It was, oh, you have to work on the code to be better, quicker, and, and much more understandable. On the other hand, see, that there is that thingy that things pass along several times. I could give you the example of artificial intelligence. Starting this year, you read plenty of things about artificial intelligence now coming along, being the silver bullet solving more or less everything. Being my age in the 80s, I already had those ideas around me. It was called expert systems. I learned to program Lisp and Prolog, and I was prepared for the revolution. Downside is the revolution didn't come. At least I learned two programming languages, which is good. And I think we are at the moment again at the brink of such a potential revolution. Uh, you remember Elon Musk promised that by the end of this year, we have self-driving cars. This year is still five months. And I doubt a bit that self-driving cars will just show up in winter, at least for Switzerland it will not work. And now we are at the brink of knowing if, do we now have a breakthrough or do we just have another AI winter like the thing we have after the 80s? And that's the knowledge and computer thing. But again, people, most important, knowledge helps and computer craftsmanship. I think that's a really great, great answer. And I like very much that you started with people because this, this is the key and this is really, really important. And also based on what, what you mentioned earlier, it's the view, the vision, I think it's important to have such visions like Elon Musk, what you want to achieve and by when you want to achieve. And basically then you face the real problems of our real life and it can be in business legal and compliance requirements that you need to comply with or also people that are not accepting or going as fast as these thought leaders that we have in our world. I, I think fully agree and 100% and with you. Thank you, Martin. Um, you are a writer. You have a very interesting blog, Brain Tank. And I often re read about the Wort zum Sonntag. 
I think let's translate that uh, each Sunday Martin explain one word and sometimes are so strange words that I don't understand what's, what he's speaking about. But after reading the explanation, then you understand what's about and perhaps you can start also making the connection why Martin find out this, this word. <laughs> and let's say today it's not Sunday for me, it's clear, but the word today is customer experience. What's your view on customer experience? C customer experience, or as I learned to, to know it as customer experience management, uh, makes the difference in today's world. It puts the customer in the middle of things. On one hand, the experience may made is based on the journeys that we presume he should follow. And on the other hand, it's driven by the business belief that like who owns the customer, what is the service promised and, and so forth. For us on the IT side, customer experience is the overarching thing for a, for a good user experience design actually. Huh? So in, in every good say, CX is a, is a wonderful UX. The issue is having a good UX sounds very easy and it's normally just a nightmare to, to deliver. Uh, so UX is actually part of the CX and I can give you a, a recent example from Suica where we saw they, we have everything under control. We did everything for a good customer experience and at the end we learned something. So first application that we did was hey, you can make a picture of your, of your insurance or of your invoices and send them to us. To do so in the sign-up process, we politely asked you about your insurance number. Now, we piloted it with the whole, with the whole insurance. Huh? Never ever anybody came along and said, where do I find my insurance number? Hmm. So we went into production and the most asked question thereafter from real clients was, where do I actually find my insurance number? The answer that we gave, oh yes, it's on your insurance card. Uh, if you have ever looked at, at the insurance cards we had three years ago, you would see, yes, there were five numbers. Now it wasn't so easy to know which one was the insurance number. So this was the most asked questions. The learning that we got is next time we test with real, real innocent customers. So people working with your, in, with your company are probably already biased on some areas. And the other thing that we did on the last dream redesign of the cards, we now put that fancy number in the middle, uh, put the proper writing in front of it, and since then we don't have that question. But see, in hindsight, looking at it, uh, did I ever imagine that this, this, this question would come along because it was damned clear for me, for all the people we had in the pilot, and again, we just failed gratefully and made an interesting experience. We are facing exactly the same problem. You mentioned that earlier in the credit card business, everybody knows the credit card number, but it's something that we need due to regulation, not, is we are not allowed to use that. And therefore we are always asking for the account number and everybody's asking what the hell is the account number? I have my 15 or 16 digits. Can I use them? No, due to regulations. And therefore, I fully agree. And I think you, you mentioned quite a lot of really important topics, uh, creating something for the customer, and then that you need to start with the customer and understand what is he's doing, what does he need, and what will happen in future, and then step by step implement the journey. Again, something that you mentioned, and then test that with the customer to get feedback and to improve them. 
And as you said, exactly this is the key topic. What you said, you looked what are the most frequent asked question and based on them, you improve the product quite quickly in order to avoid this question that nobody want to ask. Not the company, Zwicka, answering this question because it's, let's say, so stupid and the customer asking this question, say, what the hell, I am, where is this information? Let's use it. I, I think that's, that's, that's really great. And it's also connected perhaps to the next question I would like to ask you. You are really a thought leader in, in the IT, IT area. And we had an exchange several months ago, let's say years ago, because time flies. And you spoke about automation and you said something that really, really stayed in my mind. The automation start from the core of the system and not in the interface with the customer. And perhaps to make the question a bit more understandable also for other people is most of the companies start automating at the interface of the customer and they, they don't have time, they don't have the business case, they don't have the resources then to go back and digitize everything that it's required in order to deliver a proper consistent customer experience at the client interface. And therefore you said this sentence that is in there and I will keep it with me for the next years. What's, what's your view and how is it possible to push this information, this mindset through and getting also the budgets in order to automate the process from the core to the customer interface and not the way around? See, I'll start with the issue. Now you have that fancy interface on the front side that does something fancy. By bad luck, 100,000 clients sign up in four months. And you will have issues working that thing through the backend systems. How will the customer experience be? Rather bad. Now, we can arguably say, yeah, but at least he had fun on the front side of things. Yeah, but in a, if we stick to the, to the invoices from, from, from the health provider, if he doesn't get his money, he's at least not amused, to say the least. Uh, so you need to think what's the important thing. The customer wants to get his money in the quickest possible way. This means you need to really um, have the backend side of things under control, just for the sake of it, because if you are overwhelmed by, by, the, by the, the success of your solution, it's rather bad. And you will have a lot of nasty letters to, to write and, and, and all those good things. So, Start on the backend side. The good news is actually those ERP systems normally have all those capabilities. It doesn't need so much. And actually, you just need to automate one case, the case that the customer feels. See, because if we actually think it through on the invoice example, what would the customer really want to have? He wants to make the picture, and actually, 10 seconds thereafter, he would like to know do I get the money? Yes, no. And if yes, how much? And actually, on the, on the no side, we would love to tell him, if you would have had this or that insurance, we would have given you or we would have paid for it. Huh? Then there are some legal issues. Don't get into that. Actually, we wouldn't be allowed to do so. But for the sake of the user experience exercise. Now, this is what he wants. Uh, a 10 second uh, response time on a mobile phone, actually, just to make things a bit clearer. Uh, it's a nightmare. Technology-wise, we tried it. We, are, we will bring it down to probably 30 seconds, kind of, which already means that we will say 
later on we will send you the, the result of, of the investigations. Huh? But just because the control systems that we run are actually too, too big to remain in, in, in that focus, because the, the focus of the plan will be five to 12 seconds, end of storyline. Now, and if you can deliver that, you, you are really differentiating on, on his service side of things. And actually he wouldn't then care if we take two or three days to deliver the money thereafter, because he already knows the result. In today's setting, he, he knows the result when he gets the money, because he gets something sent to him telling him, you will get or you don't. So that's, that's why I always say you need to start in your core systems, do those things properly, then you are never overwhelmed. And, and see, the idea of sending letters, due to too many customer requests, we were unable to service you properly. Whilst yes, I like the idea, craftsmanship wise would be a nightmare for me just to come along and say, we were unable to, to, to have that end-to-end -end automation. If you have it, experience will be great, customers will love you. And as usually, nobody sees it, it's like power and water. You always expect that power and water works. Have you ever asked them what they need to do that this always works? So it's kind of good craftsmanship in my view. Yeah, Martin, I fully agree with you. And if you think this in from a customer experience point of view, you exactly described the experience of the customer and what is the moment of truth. And there it's not something that you need to delight the customer to create wow moments to give a free card or a free gift or something like that, but to provide in a consistent way as quick as possible an answer to the customer. And I think this is really the key. My question is, it's clearly understandable what you are saying, but what you are explaining is extremely expensive and it takes quite long or longer than only doing the nice stuff on, on the e-client interface. How were you able to convince your CEO or who is, was giving the budget that also this piece of work was required? See, see the thing is, it's, it's where proper IT architecture and proper IT strategy come along. You need to have a vision. You must foresee where the business needs stable and scalable solutions. And where you just build something to have a try and probably just throw it away. Actually, the piece of throwing away is a, is a, is a, is a nasty beast in by itself, but don't let's go there. So you need to have interactions with them saying, where do we need stable and scalable solutions? And if IT is delivering that solutions, this is always a, a costly thing, yes, but actually not being able to provide the service costs you much, much more. Believe me, we've looked into it. And the other thing is it actually takes time. The buildup of a proper middleware system takes you two years. Now, we all know, yes, if I want to be an, uh, an API provider in due time, you actually need to start it today. And the good news is you can split those investments over the, over that period of years. So if you, if you plan a bit ahead, have a good feeling for what might or might not happen, you actually get it at decent cost. The time frame will remain the same. But, but, but it, it's going to, to work for you. What you must do at the same time is, whenever you have commodities in your business, you should ask yourself, do I have to make them by my own? Um, nope, because commodities can be bought and might be cheaper produced by somebody else than yourself. Uh, so you give things away, 
on one hand and you get new things or new capabilities onto you. So what differentiates you as an IT company or an IT department? It's the integration piece, it's the provisioning piece. It might be some process pieces because you are probably the only one knowing what, what's really working or not. You should have the incident process a bit under control. And if you have a decent look into change management, it helps because then you know where, where the things are happening. And the last thing is security must always stay with you because at the end you're, you're, you're really responsible for it. And at least you want to have the fun of being responsible for it. And, and now this changes how you work the system. I, I think yes. And at the end, you are the owner of the company. You are working for the company and, and the risks and the, the security is with you and needs to stay with you because at the end, then it would make you take the decision and take the right decision by evaluating all the risk and all the related items. I, I think that's, that's, that's great. Uh, based on the fact that I have an IT expert with me and again, going back to my former Accenture career, I worked for you, not directly, but in one team. And um, it was usual to have a short interview and uh, I started the interview and we quickly discussed about this book that I, <laughs> how to win friends and influence people. And I think mm, from the 10 minutes interview, we spoke seven minutes about this one. I, from my, what I remembered, after that I start speaking about this book, you said, okay, this is the guy I want to, to have on my project. <laughs> and therefore I, I started. And, and there, if we speak about the new way of collaboration and what happens with COVID, you are a really an IT expert. What's your view? Are we going to work from home forever? Or what's your view on that? See, first, first of all, COVID gave, gave us work at home. A company could not resist. Up to now, work at home was always culturally seen as, ooh, see, see the elderly C-level people were saying, ooh, are they really working at home? Aren't they doing something else, something different, something we don't know? Or, or people say, I can't do it, I'm too old. Huh? Now, COVID showed us you can because with the options either to work at home or not work at all, everybody decided for work at home. So COVID helped us to push that thing through. Now with the decent risks that we have and, and the one meter 50 distancing rules and all that good stuff, this means we will remain in such a state, but actually culturally wise, what, what did it change? We now believe in people. See, a result, so presence management has been replaced by result management. It should, it should be much more of that and, and, and those good things going on. See, I still believe you need to see people once or twice just to feel them, sense them, view them, because you don't see everything. Even, even with my decent new camera, you, you still have those interesting things you don't feel. But aside of that, you can, you can deal most of the things in video conferences. They actually have the advantage just people which are interested will go into a video conference because it takes much more energy from you to stay to stay focused compared to you are going to a meeting and sit there and relax a bit or go for the good food or whatever they provide you. So I think it helped and I think it helped also win friends and influence people because this is what IT is all about. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's great and I think what you said 
managing the result and the, the outcome and not looking at how long a person is sitting on at his desk or her desk, it's, it's key. Basically, while we are discussing that um, nearshoring, offshoring, that was something it was discussed 20 years ago, then everybody went for offshoring, then they said, oh, offshoring is not working really well, let's go back. Are you forcing another wave in direction offshoring and nearshoring? See, off and onearshoring helps you to create code quicker. That's the upside of things, even cheaper, because the friends in Romania, Serbia, or wherever, wherever you use them are tendentially cheap. What we learned by offshoring is that our friends from India are culturally a bit dispersed to what we are used to. So that's why now nearshoring helps us getting, getting better in it. But if you think it a bit through, and if you really assume we are going to industrialize IT, or we are going to industrialize programming, then what I see is anything as a service. Why do I still need offshoring? At some stage, I can buy those things. Huh? Now we are again with my expert systems from the 80s, which might or might not come along again. That's the intriguing thing. But if you industrialize, you, you get those things as a service, neatly plug them together, a vision we already had once, and, and try to run them. Um, on the other hand, I still believe, yes, there are certain programming things which should be done here because it just needs a lot of interaction with the business. And see, as long as you don't speak Swiss German with them, or even English, now it becomes dangerous, you, you have those, those barriers. But we will see the industrialization coming along and we will see programming from all over the world being, being the solution to it. And yes, again, it's, it's in there for the factor of time because you are much quicker when you can scale up and down much easier than with your own organization. Thank you, Martin. I, I, I fully agree also with this answer. It's, it's also a matter of fact, what topics you, you need and how can you collaborate with these people being really in another country or being in another continent that's clear it's also a matter of, of culture um, my second last question perhaps to to close this really interesting discussion what's your preferred book I'll, I'll, I'll give you the one that I just read uh, cool it's called good services done by a guy by the name of Lou Doan he was part of the team that did the UK government rework of their websites and he just describes all the things that we also touched up on. So like, why do we all presume what the client always have at hand? So like ID cards, this number, that number. Why didn't we tell him up front? How is good services actually done? See, to me, it was really fun reading it because half of the errors or half of the experiences he mentions I already made. By reading, I saved people now the other half of those experiences and can at least make new mistakes. But if you, if you have a bit of time, it's in, in a lots of small chapters, it's a good read and you can always see if you have done one or the other of those things or if you still have a chance to do one or, one or two of those. But it's a really good read and I suggest to, to read it because it helps to avoid mistakes. Thank you very much. Um, before we go to the last question, if people want to stay in contact with you, what's your pre preferred social networking tool? 
see with my own company now that that's an interesting question now my preferred tool is linkedin yes you find me under my name uh, and i'm just i just learned that now i have a, roughly about 10 or 15 channels where you can reach me so use linkedin i i look in there or use email that's that's the other thing what's not working for me is if somebody drops me a whatsapp message because oh it's a different device it's not connected to my computer how, how could i dare to but uh it works and and again good news is on my website the mcw consulting ch you will find the words and sonntag even in proper english going forward <laughs> hey so all the guys from from london and south africa will get it now in decent english and for all German ones, go to braintank.co, have fun, enjoy, and add comments whenever you like it. Thank you very much, Martin. And you saw that I'm working from home, the home office, the phone was ringing. I'm sorry for that, but that's, that's oh, the sure. real life, and it's why we are recording this one. The very last question, perhaps really short, uh, what is the last piece of thought ideas that you want to share with the public it's something new or, or something that that you already explained to us what's your last thought on on this be always kind to people don't judge them listen to them thank you very much martin this is great and also to the audience ladies and gentlemen it was great again to have you with us i enjoyed very much discussing with Martin. It was really fun and we had really some interesting topics that we discussed. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you very much to the audience. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. Bye-bye.